Grab some cheese curds and cream puffs. It's time for WTMJ Now. Broadcasting live from the Bank 5-9 studio at the Wisconsin State Fair. Here's Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. And good morning, everybody. Yes, we are live from the Wisconsin State Fair. Another, again, another, as Jeff Wagner says, a picture-perfect Chamber of Commerce Day. Light breeze. Oh, my goodness. Making all the funnel cake flags flap. And lots of flavor. Oh, yes. oh look who's here. Oh. Did you recognize that voice? <laughs> Chef Michael Fecker, just jumping right in. I love yeah. this guy's enthusiasm. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we thought we'd kind of tee it up with, like, you know, fair food. And I, you're, you're a guy that creates masterpieces with food. Appreciate right? it, yes. Yeah, I was just at El Mito on Tuesday night. Fantastic spaghetti bolognese. Well, I was at Dobie's a couple of weeks ago, yeah. feasting. So, I mean, yeah. Delicious. Thank you. So um, how does a serious chef, restaurateur, assess the, the fair food? Well, if we really want to get into the details of it that I suggest we should is, I mean, fair food is about indulgence, about promoting what a state or a space or an entity is all about. So it's really all about understanding what fair food is all about. It's got to be simple. It's got to be fast. It's got to take production into account. And it's got to make it... Um, appealable to the customers and to the people that go to the events, for example. So when you wander like through it. the fair, do you do you like you get the traditional stuff, the pork chop sandwich, the ribeye sandwich, the cream puffs? Steve, is the biggest mistake if you go to a fair and you don't want to indulge and you want to say, what about this? Why can't I have that? What the, that is not what you're there for. You're there just to walk, enjoy, and really appreciate what you're being offered. That's the biggest mistake if you just go, well, why can't I have this with asparagus, with that, with healthy food? Look, we don't go to the fair to be healthy. <laughs> I, love that. I love that you brought that up because this is unrelated to the fair, but I wanted to ask you this because I thought about this last time. I, I know some relatives of mine. They go to a restaurant, and they have, you have the menu items, right? right. And they, want, they basically re-engineer the, the dish. And I say, come on. Why? It's right? the chef's creation. But they, they give me the I like what I like thing. You know? Yeah. It's like, but you said it beautifully, because what I say to my team members is I sit down and I create a combination of flavors that complement one another. Once one is taken out, then there is a link missing between all these marriage of flavors. Then the experience is not the same. So then it's really not my food. So why are we doing this? But again, you hear that I like what I like, right. you know, then hire me. I'll come to your home and I cook it just <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're you're only going to be out for a short time because I know you got a, a meeting. So, sure. like, what would you go for if you came to the fair? What would be one of the things you would have? The first thing that I do is I walk around and I see really what I'm in the mood for that day. For example. Remember, our palates sing with four real flavors. You know, we have sweetness, we have saltiness, we have the fat that always gets us, we got the bitterness. So think about it. A corn dog. Why do we love it so much? You have that natural sweetness from the corn masa or the dough on the outside. You have the saltiness from the hot dog. And it's on a stick. So what it is, you walk and you eat. And you enjoy it. Now, sometimes you want to put ketchup on it, extra sweetness. These are the things that the palate sing with. And that's really what fair food is all about. I put mustard on mine. Yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it with mustard. You know, Absolutely. some people in Chicago say you should never put ketchup on a hot dog. Yeah, I know. I like ketchup on my hot dog. People... What did you just say before? <laughs> I like it the way I like it. But I'm not, I'm not changing the structure. No, you're of the not, dog. You're not. And no. I, I will also put jardinier on it and stuff too. I mean, yeah. I like it all different ways. Yeah. Chicago style is, is what. That's they say. right. That's right. Um, 
I'm not a big on-the-stick guy, though. I don't what, like to walk around and eat. Well, that comes to convenience, and that's and again when we design a menu for fair food or at the stand, we need to understand that you coming at the customer. I don't want you to carry three different things because you probably have a drink in your hand. You have this, you have that, and you have other things that you have purchased. So how do I make it as easy as possible for you to carry it on a stick? That's what the whole this on stick came about. I get it. I just don't. It's not yeah, me. I know. I mean, I I rather just sit down at a table and eat it. You know. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to drop stuff on. You. Totally. Exactly. What did I, I eat yesterday? Yesterday, I'm, I'm, and I had something after the show, and like right away, it's on my shirt. Yeah, right. And if you don't realize it, like here's that radio guy walking around with a big thing. And yeah, right. On his shirt. Steve Scafidi, look how messy he is. What? The guy doesn't know how to eat properly. Where's my napkin? I don't have a napkin either. He's eating too fast because yeah. he enjoyed it so. Yeah, exactly. Much. I tell right. You what? I've I've had uh, a couple ribeye sandwiches. I've had uh, the pork yeah. chops. I mean, it's it's all good. Yeah. And, and that's what the whole you know the the growth of fair food started with the help of social media as well. Because if you think about it, you know, through the medieval times, we used to have fairs and we have to have food and bread and meat and so on. But with social media, you see something, oh, let me see if I can put that on a stick. Let me see if I can do that. So branding is huge in fair food, you know, and you see these guys that are out here, look at their signage, look at everything <laughs> right. that they have to grab attention. Medi you know? Medieval times, they put your head on a stick. That's right, exactly. They don't like their food, they put your head on a stick. Ficker on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chef Ecker, you're talking about simple flavors, but there are also a lot of complicated dishes here that include a whole lot of different ingredients. Will you try any of those foods? I do. I, I do. You know, knowing this chemistry of food, Sandy, it's a little bit easier for me to decide what I will try and what I want. And the reason I mention that is because sometimes those combinations don't make sense because I know texture-wise, flavor-wise, so on and so forth. But the more comp some people think the more complicated their food the more appealing the food becomes. I think, no, as a matter of fact, if I can make it simple and still you take a bite and you go, wow, that is nice, you know, I like that. Like our cream puffs. Yeah, does I it get love our than cream that? puffs. Yeah. yeah, simpler than that, you got a great whipped cream. Why? You're a dairy state. And then you got that crunch from that patashu. Sometimes the mistake we make with the cream puffs, we buy it, we take it home, we leave it in the refrigerator. The next morning is not the same texture anymore. You know you so can freeze them. You, you, you can, but then how do you warm them up? You let them thaw at room temperature. Okay, gotcha. And then we slice in blueberries and strawberries. Love it. It's like a whole new dessert. Love it. Like Sandy was saying, cranberries, because we're a cranberry state. Why don't we put cranberry sauce in there, you know, and make it different? That kind of stuff. Chef yeah. Michael Fecker joining us in studio of El Mito and Dolby's and Zesty and, and all your other ventures. And Flavor Town and yeah. whatever else, right, with flavors. <laughs> we're going to come back, talk some other great cooking ideas. You dropped that flavor bomb on, on us last time with the Mexican... The the the, the tahin, yeah, the tahin, yeah. I got a hundred questions on that. Yeah, were you getting some people? I'm here. If you need me, I'm here. Well, that's why you're here. You got it. We needed you, you got and it. now you you helped us out. So Love Chef it. Michael Fecker will continue the conversation from the Bang Five Nine Studios at the Wisconsin State Fair. Love it. We are joined in studio by Chef Michael Fecker of Restaurant Tour fame, El Mito and Zesty and Dobies. You're all over the place. Yes, I try to be. You know, I try to be. I love, I, as I told you once before, you know, I love to cook. I live to cook, you know. And so I, I, I love it. And whatever I can do to get into your heart through the magic of food, I'm there. Every week you bring me something. Or every couple of weeks you bring me something. Last time was that, that Mexican spice. Everybody, say it again. Yeah, tajin. Tajin. T-A-J-U-N. Yes. You almost got a spit in the middle of that. Yes, right. <laughs> it's delicious. The first time I ever had it was a New Year's Eve several years ago and sprinkled on 
jicama with yeah, a little oh, lime juice. Lime juice. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a great combination right there. The crunch from the jicama, and the jicama doesn't have that much of a flavor on its own. Tahin gives it because it's got lime, it's got spice, it's got chili, and lime juice with acidity. I love it. It Absolutely opened my world. It. I was like, where has right? tahin been all my yeah, life? Yeah. Uh, we had a great listener. It the really other was. Day. Yeah, it right? rocked your world. Yeah. That would have made more sense <laughs> as a music person. Sandy, for somebody that loves... Uh, to create, you know, simple flavors for you, but things that are already made, we should use more to take the work out of cooking. So, tahin, you put it on a plate, you take your breast of chicken, okay, and you just place it one side on the tahin, all right? Olive oil, sear it on that one side, it becomes tahin crusted breast of chicken. And then fresh lime juice on it, a nice green salad, you got a five minute dinner. You know what I mean? It is just so simple. Salmon would do the same thing for you. A lot of those things. Those flavor profiles that are already made and mixed together should be used on a regular basis, I think. Mark on the Old National Bank talking text line. You can can, uh, send in a question for the chef. 855-616-1620 says this. We bought tahin after hearing the chef talk about it, and I've used it a bunch ever since. We even saw it on a cooking show on Food Channel. It's great as part of a dry rub on smoked pork shoulder Mm -hmm. and briskets. Thanks for the suggestion, Chef. Thank you. It was my pleasure, Mark. Absolutely. And that uh, whole thing that you talked about, dry rub, is perfect because tahin has the sh- little bit of sugar content you need. It has salt content, so it works as an enzyme as well. It opens the pores of the ingredient, and it penetrates. So those all of those things that work for you. Now, if you're going to do that pork uh, uh, rub, you know, I would do, if you're going to use tahin, that means you're going to Mexico. So make sure that you have a little bit of cilantro, some jalapeno in the dry rub that you go, or in the wet rub that you're going to be mopping over your pork shoulder, for example. That way you go to Mexico while you're having shredded pork. Every time you come in, you're talking about all this delicious food, and it's when I'm most hungry. <laughs> we got to figure out whether there's like a food sampling thing or, or like a pre-show brunch. Thank God I had my breakfast. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're all good. Well, while you're going to Mexico with that tahini. <laughs> Flavor uh, from the 414 on the old National Bank talking text side. 414 texted in that tahini and margaritas is the best. It is phenomenal, especially if you put it on the rim as well. So you not only get it a little, you sprinkle a little bit on the salt last, but you have it on the rim. So every time you take a sip, you have that chili note, you have that lime note. It's wonderful, absolutely. And it looks nice. Uh, uh, totally. And the color is different, you know. Now a little bit of volcanic salt, you know, that black salt, oh, you mix yeah. it together. That was the so thing you dropped on me the first time I had yeah. it. Was that, the volcanic was that salt. salt? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, from the uh, Old National Bank talking text line, Mike, I think we've had this question before. What can I use Carolina Reaper peppers for? Oh, those, those are, are like hot, crazy hot. I mean, that's nuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> the reason I say that is nuts is because after taking, uh, eating something that hot, you know, your pain receptacles kick in. You don't taste anything anymore. So, you know, you can use the Carolina Reaper peppers too. It's Go so, to the hospital, like a, God forbid. It's yeah. like a gimmick almost. Yeah, it, it is. You know, it really how is. Hot, can how you, hot can you take it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get that. Yeah. All right. So, what's your what's your flavor bomb for today? What's your what's your big hot tip? Well, the b- big hot tip is when you come to, you know, our state fair, don't come hungry, but at the same time come with the intention of tasting everything. Okay, so. When you're going to come here, it's great to buy something that a family can basically share, and that would be wonderful. And try to spend as much you know, support and give as much support to our local. Because remember, what you're eating here, that didn't happen that morning. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. 
that there's a lot of thought that goes into it. So please appreciate it and enjoy it. I mean, there's some wonderful creations here. Oh my God! Yes. of flavors, and there are truly 104 new foods and drinks. Just at this year's fair. Just it. On yeah. top of all the other wonderful That's right. things like funnel cakes and cream puffs and cheese curds. And, and just before, the, the food is part of the experience, Sandy, you know. So if you really want to enjoy what we have and what we're blessed with in this state, there's a lot to enjoy. And the topography of our fair, the food, the experiences, the music, everything is changing. And that's a sign of growth, you know. And you being the uh, music uh, <laughs> genius that you are, you know, you understand that better than anybody, you know. So oh. that's really important. Well, I would say that music brings people together, but you know, food truly brings people together. That's right. Food even brings musicians together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the uh, Old National Bank Talk of Texas, uh, tahine is good for uh, to sprinkle on melon, watermelon, cantaloupe. Yes, Fruit. sir. Oh, yes. Sweetness. You got sourness from the tahine. You have the chili and, and the spice and the capsaicin. Now you have the sweetness. Again, you're hitting all these different notes that you love. Tahine is what they put on all fruits. When you go to Mexico, for example, or on the south side, and you go to these carts, and they sell you a cup of fruit, tahine is what they sprinkle on really? top as well. How yes. Did, how did I not know that? Yeah. You're yeah. learning. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why you're here. Yeah, to that's educate right. me. Yeah, I, and my one of the reasons that and I love soon, all these soon to feed me. That I'm, <laughs> what time is it? It's nine. <laughs> you you still got an hour and a half to two hours to go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Chef Fecker joining us on WTMJ live from the Bank Five Nine Studios in Wisconsin. If you have a question, eight five five six one six one six twenty. The old National Bank talking text line. We'll take one more break. We'll wrap it up because you've got meetings to go to and food to cook. I'm all yours, guys. Don't listen to him. All right, <laughs> Chef Michael Fecker from the Fair. We are broadcasting live from the Wisconsin State Fair from Bank 5-9 Studios. Caught me by surprise. I was chatting up with Chef Fecker. I know we're talking about tahin. Tahin. <laughs> so the spelling for all those who are asking on the old National Bank talking text line, T-A-J-I-N. Um, somebody asked about inductive cooking. Do you use inductive cooking? Induction, yeah. Induction. Induction cooking. Yes, absolutely I do. I am in love with induction cooking. Look, before, once I finished cooking school and started cooking professionally, there was no life after gas. But now that you learn about induction, it is so precise, it is so intense, and it maintains temperature, and it's wonderful. And we are going that way, Steve. That's, you know, the, we that's are the going wave that of the way. future? That's the wave of the future. You'll see. Really? You'll see. Absolutely. I thought you guys loved gas. That's what the, I was saying. You know, everybody loves gas, especially in the professional. But it's still uneven because the flame has to hit the bottom of the pan. Right. It has to spread the heat. The heat's got to travel through the base of the pan. Induction, the entire surface is heated, and it doesn't give a damn about anything except the metal. All right, so lots of tomatoes are, are coming, are ripening this week. I picked 100 from my 130 yeah. plants uh, last Sunday. So that's happening. Everyone's kind of on, uh, you know, one or two weeks we're going to have an explosion of tomatoes. Got it. A simple idea for tomatoes that maybe people aren't thinking about or, or simple uh, dressing. I know putting basil leaves is, is, uh, is one of the easy ones. Yes, yes. A little salt and pepper, a little yeah. olive oil, whatever. Got it. What? Intensifying flavor of tomatoes is the key in my opinion, because it's a very high water content ingredient. Even though you have nice, beautiful, juicy, ripe tomatoes, still play with them here and there. The fastest and the best that I like to do right now with tomatoes, with the way they are, is just slice them really thin, like in a fajita, you know, right. in a sh you know uh, strips, and then sauteing them with olive oil, okay, a little bit, and letting them cook down and blending them and jarring them. 
Hmm. Keeping them in a jar and using them as spread, as addition to sauces, as everything else. Basically in large quantity, because you just said yourself, you just picked 100 tomatoes last week. Yeah, we made spaghetti sauce. We can about 18 jars. Yeah, exactly. So you do the, now remember also, my friends, the freezer is Mother Nature's stop clock. So if you don't want a jar, you don't want a can, you don't want to go through that process, put them in Ziplocs large enough that two or three of you or whoever is in the household, number of household members can enjoy and freeze them. So that way, you don't have to jar anything. You just keep... Remember, if there was enough freezer space in supermarkets, there would be a lot j- less junk in our food. Somebody sent me a, a text. Uh, quick recipe for fresh salsa. Fresh salsa. Tomatoes diced, red onion diced, cilantro chopped. And if you don't like cilantro, like many people don't, use a different herb. And chiles, make sure you take the seeds of the chili out and you devein them so then they do not have that in the digestion issue with it. Chopped, lots of lime juice, salt, last minute, before service. You salt your salsa before it's going to drain and it's going to give you a lot of water and it's going to dilute the flavor. So when you serve it, you put those salt. Exactly. You See, everybody serve, makes that mistake. Yeah, you toss together before service with the salt, taste, and serve right away. Why does the salt... Take the water out of it. The sodium creates osmosis, goes in there and pulls out the water and just dehydrates, and in the process, gives you a lot of water in your salsa. This is you showing off your chemist skills. I say science. Uh, yeah, he, he always right. brings a little science to the program right. as well. All right, we got to let you go. we got a meeting. Love, love talking to you. I'm going to go across and get me a cream puff because I know these guys are so good, and uh, their cream puffs is just so simple. We're going to talk about that next. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you know? One of the experts is going to come over and talk to us. Love it. How Love many? it. They, I, they sell thousands of them oh, every day. You better believe it. Yeah, so yeah. enjoy your cream puff, and I'll Thank see you, my you friend. soon. Thank you, Sandy. Great oh, seeing you. Thanks for bringing me on, everybody. All wonderful, right. wonderful. Love and you. I, I, accept, I expect that it is warmer in your kitchen than it is uh, in the cream puff making area. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're yeah. all bundled up. I know, right? <laughs> they got to keep the cream cold. See you guys. Chef Michael Fecker from El Mito and Dobies. Where else? What else we got here? Uh, Dobies, Zesty, and then El Mito Cafe in Delafield. All right. Keep cooking. Keep loving life. Love you guys. See you later. All right. Get out of here. I'm hey, out of here. Chef.